0: Player should go for goal. Be deflected. Hayward here could be a lovely goal winner. Johnson, it is. Backfield to Johnson. It could be nine. Open of the body into the net. Superb goal from Melissa Johnson. One steps up and finds the corner. She gets the goal! They arrived as Aztecs, an Aston Villa women podcast by underagaslitlamp.com. Hello and welcome to episode 6 of They Arrived as Aztecs, Under a Gaslit Lamp's Aston Villa Women podcast. As always, I'm your host, Regan. You can find me on Twitter, at FindFoy, and I'm joined by Mark.
1: Hey, what's going on everybody? It's Mark Jarobi here. You can find me on Twitter, at VillamarkPGH. I'm really, really excited about this podcast. It's been a while since we did one for the women, obviously. They're on a little bit of a break, but yeah, let's get into it, man. I'm excited about it.
0: Yeah, well with uh, Aston Villa's win against Sheffield United Women yesterday, uh we're recording this Monday so they played on Sunday. Um they, they've really kind of set the pace uh for the entire league. Um with eight games left to play, you know, they're they're still unbeaten in the league and the win against Sheffield, who were their closest rivals for promotion, now leaves them 6 points ahead of the South Yorkshire side.
1: Yeah, it's a massive, massive game for them. They needed to create a little bit of a space on the top of the league. So they were able to do that. Uh, you know, Gemma Davies has this team playing really, really well, even with a with little bit of a time off they had. Uh, all respect to Sheffield, they made it really, really hard for the Aston Villa women to play. Um, We'll get into some quotes from players in a little bit here, but yeah, it was really, really fun to, to see. I, I got to see a, a decent amount of, from this game, so yeah, to see him win it, and yeah, it was it was a slim margin. I think a lot of people were like, oh, why didn't they score like three or four? But no, the Sheffield United Women are really, really talented side. You know, they're fighting for promotion just like the Aston Villa Women are. So yeah, I don't think you can really understate how important of a result this was.
0: Absolutely not. You know, the first game back after a winter break, you expect you know things things to be a little bit rusty. Obviously, they'll have been working over the break. (coughs) Excuse me, Um, but you know they started off well. Villa, you know, Um, they started the game quite strong with with a counter attack, which was eventually shut down by the Sheffield United defence. but you know, on the 10 minute mark, Emma Follis struck the crossbar with, with a free kick effort. Um, so you know it shows that that Villa were raring to go, kind of. you know they, they really wanted to get the, the upper hand uh, against their, their biggest rivals for promotion.
1: Yeah, and what what better of a player for the Aston women than Emma Fallis stepping up for a free kick to try and get this thing kicked off early for him? You know, sadly, it hits off the crossbar or whatnot. But like, is there a, a better player that you would want? Maybe even in the whole league than Emma Fallis stepping up for it. So, yeah, it would it would have been nice to take the early lead. But again, like you can tell, there were little, very little signs of rust, maybe, or maybe it was just one of the things of getting getting it back in gear and getting all together. So, yeah, I mean, it was. I, I thought it was a nice free kick from Fallis. It, it could have gone in the net, you know. But I mean, if she t- would have took a little bit off of it. We'd, we'd probably be talking. Talking about a little bit larger of a scoreline for the Villa.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you know, it wasn't just one-sided. Sheffield United had the opportunity to go ahead themselves with a free kick just a quarter of an hour later. Um, But, you know, it was saved comfortably by, by... uh, Villa's goalkeeper Sean Rogers, who this season has grown into an you know an exceptionally confident goalkeeper. Um, you know, I remember last season there, there was the odd mistake. She, she's kind of done an all-year kneeland if you were to compare her to a, a a Villa Men player, um where she's she's perhaps not been as confident uh, the, the season before, but this season looks a completely different player. You know, she's coming for for, for balls that are played into her box. She's making exceptional saves. Um, how, how important do you think you know she she is to this squad? Um, you know, they've got a great backup in Daniela Kasinska, but at the same time, Sean Rogers is is you know an exceptional number one, especially in the championship
1: yeah I can totally agree with that I think Sean Rogers definitely has what it takes and like you said she's oozing confidence right now you can you can tell I mean just the organizing of of her defense uh, the athletic saves really being like locked in and you know concentrating all the time about things so I think that Sean Rogers is you know the number one and it's no knock on Kosinska. I think you know she's a wonderful keeper as well but there's something about Sean Rogers to me to where like you said the maturation process over a year and you see how she's progressed as a player over the course of a year so now like this is this is a very very serious thing. You can tell she's very, very personally invested in, you know, being a decent keeper for this side. So I I think it's very important to have a keeper like that. Um, It, it, it almost seems to me, at least whenever I I watch John Rogers between the sticks, it, it seems to me that it means just a little bit more to her, like uh, on a personal aspect to to get things right and to do the right things and be in the right positions and that's what you want from your goalkeeper it, it it's absolutely monumental to have someone back there that not only has the ability to keep goals out but also the players in front of them have the trust in that player to keep the goals out when it really comes down to it i, I think she's a phenomenal keeper you I gonna really do
0: yeah and you know she's she's uh certainly putting a, a claim in for player of the season this season um before the end of the first half, Marissa Uers um played in Emily Soim, who who could have had a chance to put the, the, the Villa ahead. Um but Ewers' low cross was saved by uh, Sheffield United keeper Flaherty uh, before Villa could really capitalise on it. Um you know, shortly after shania Hales uh, broke on the counter, but she was uh, she she cut the ball back for Nadine Hansen who struck a long range effort which was unfortunately for Villa saved um you know there were shouts there were shouts for penalties at either end um you know both both of which could have turned the tide of the game you know it was still nil nil at this point but neither foul was adjudged to be a foul by by the game's referee
1: yeah, and I, that would have definitely. I, I I think that in a game like this is so tightly contested, you're always going to get shots for penalties, and tackles are always going to you know from the other team's perspective are going to be a little bit tough or a little bit rough and should be carded or you know in this case a penalty. But it's it's good to see that like neither team really lost their heads about it. It was kind of just like you know that should be a pen, maybe maybe a little bit of you know scruffiness, some words being exchanged. But at the end of the day, the referee didn't give anything. Um, I, I do I think it was one of the tighter you know contests. You'll see that the Aston Villa the women have played in, and we know how how good they are and how talented they are, being unbeaten. But I think this was one that they were looking at, and we we're like, we have to make sure we get this right with how close Sheffield uh, United are on the table.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and you know, it, it might it might be have been might have been a case of you know that that kind of inspirational halftime team talk because 12 minutes into the second half it was uh, a Hales who proved to be the spark for the Aston Villa women uh, she broke forward on the right hand side um, you know beating two defenders before she squares the ball to Emma Follis who had sprinted to to get um you know get into the box um, and and Follis found herself in acres of space and she finished well uh, over the the Sheffield United keeper to put Villa ahead Um. You know Emma Follis, You know we we spoke about her a lot on this podcast, and we spoke a lot about her on the blog. Um, you know you can kind of tell in some games that she she is kind of a cut above. Um, you know she dropped down from the the Women's Super League um, at the start of the season to come back to her childhood club, and you know it seems like she's really enjoying her time here.
1: Yeah, a phenomenal player. But the the more you see interviews with Emma Fallis and you you see the things she says, she seems like a wonderful person as well. And that's the kind of people you want around your club. Um, but I, I agree with you, you know, your sentiments about her being maybe a cut above some of the standard players that you see in, in this league. Um, making the drop down from the Super League that's not a small thing to do. That that's that's a really big deal for players. Um, you have to have a, a monumental belief in in where the club's going to make that kind of drop. And obviously she had that. Now you know it's paying back Villa and Spades here. So yeah, there had to be something said in, at the halftime talk by Gemma Davies. Um, I, I again, I, I, Fallis is a, is a great talent, and she's going to do a, a lot of amazing things for Villa. I think she already has. But to to see just the entire team being so invested, and then you have this, you know, I, I don't think Fallis is the only one that's a cut above in the team, but I do think it's one of the major contributors to a lot of the success that the Villa women have had this season
0: yeah she's by no means the only one that's a cut above but you know it's one of those things as well um she she's she's one of the older members of the squad she's she's not old by any means but she's she's one of the more experienced heads and for a lot of the younger players they can look up to her you know ask her for advice look at what she's doing on the pitch if they're playing a similar position to her and kind of you know gain things from playing alongside her um Towards the end of the game, you know, Sheffield United had opportunities. They they put a fright up Aston Villa. Um, You know, they they had opportunities. They scrambled in the box to try and net an equaliser, but luckily Villa managed to put the ball out for a throw. And then two minutes from time, you know, we've already mentioned during this podcast, but Sean Rogers made an exceptional save. and you know this allowed Villa to kind of gain a foothold again just at the end of the game as uh, the league leaders attempted to keep the ball in the opposition half until the final whistle
1: yeah and Sean Rogers coming up big again and we've seen him multiple times this season this is, this, this wasn't shocking but yeah it was an absolutely exceptional save and Again, you need that kind of cool head back there that even with the scrambles going on in the box and, you know, it might seem like a little bit of confusion to have that one central figure that's back there between the sticks making sure, like, all right, guys, I got it. Don't worry, I got it. I got it. So, that that's a big thing. And I, I, I can't, I, again, I don't think it can be understated how well that Rodgers has been. You know, she had that shoulder injury a little while ago. But, like, other than that, it. it You're talking like maybe even like club player of the year, like league player of the year. I mean, you really have to think about what she's done—the clean sheets, the commanding of her area, not afraid to come out for a punch, but not afraid to you know sit in her goal either when the ball gets a little closer to her on corners and whatnot. So I, I, again, I saves like this, especially to keep your team at at a a slender margin going up against the team that's right under you in the standings—massive, massive massive thing. Tip of the hat to Sean, Sean Rogers. She really does appreciate it
0: yeah and after the game um post post game match winner emma follis um you know she scored the the important goal that l- that let villa leave Sheffield uh, as 1-0 winners she was quick to praise the opposition you know, she said that that Sheffield are a good team. That they made it difficult for Villa to play their football. Um, you know, going on and saying that they congested the areas that, that Villa wanted to play in and made it hard for them. Um, but then she was quick to praise her teammates as well. She said, in the end, our quality shone through and we were able to hit them on the break and win. It means everything to see all the girls celebrate at the end. Um, you know, this this game was important it was probably the most important game uh, of of 2020 so far but now now the attention turns to two cup games um you know villa will be preparing for two important cup games this weekend coming up um against um Chelsea women who are a women's Super League side um, and, and they, they played their last game and won 6-1 against Bristol City you know they've got a lot of international standard players Bethany England who's an England international scored twice against Bristol City uh, they've also got Ji So Yun who is a South Korean international um, so the, the, it's going to be a real test for the Villa uh, the Villa Women against Chelsea, and you know it's the first time they've made it to the quarterfinal of the Conte Cup as well. But the the, the main thing is the test of a Women's Super League tie. Uh, Sorry, that is on the upper echelons of the table, um, and and you know seeing where they stand in regards to you know facing teams of this level.
1: Yeah, especially making this you know massive bid for promotion to get up there. You know you're gonna you're gonna play teams like Chelsea. You're gonna t- play other teams like you know. I, I, I think that this is the kind of game where Gemma Davies has to get the girls around, get them all in the same room. Just say, "Hey, listen, we know we know what we're good at. We know at the, at the levels we can play at. Let's just go go and give it our best shot. Um, you know, l- leave it all out there, empty the tank. Don't hold anything back. Most importantly, have fun while you're doing it." And and see what happens now. The Chelsea squad, we all know, with the internationals they have, with uh, you know they they beat teams by some pretty big scorelines uh, most most of the time, I would say. So to to be staunch in defense is going to have to have to be a massive massive thing. But also, I don't think that Villa will shy away from. Taking their chances to score goals either in this game in the Conti Cup, I, I, I think that you have the players with the experience on the on the team for the Aston Villa women that might give ch- the Chelsea women a little bit, uh, you know, a bit of a surprise, and they might be like, oh, okay. These, these girls can actually play. I just think there's there's a chemistry, there's a good feeling surrounding Aston Villa women team right now, and I think that that's vitally important. You don't get that with a lot of other clubs in the league that they're in. So if that can translate to the Conti the Conti Cup and they can they take a Super League team and kind of you know make them back off on their heels a little bit, I think I think Villa might have a shot to actually you know you know get something out of the game. I know it's probably not favored that that'll happen, but I don't I think that there's something a little special going on with the Aston Villa women, and I have a little bit of an opinion. They can they can Maybe give Chelsea a little bit of a game. Yeah, I mean, they did it against West Ham last season, so I don't see
0: why they can't do it against. Chelsea, um it will be a tough ask, but then following that, they face Brighton and Hove Albion at home in the fourth round of the FA Women's Cup um before they then obviously turn their attention back to the last eight games of the league campaign. You know there's some tough tests against stronger opposition, but you know if they can grab anything from from those games, you know that confidence is going to be high, and you know i I really think it's Aston Villa Women's to lose now the 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 championship title.
1: Of course it is, and if they can pick up any kind of positives in these two cup games, it creates a snowball effect of confidence, and that, that that's the kind of uh, situation, that if you find yourself in as a sporting club, that you're going to you know get to where your goals are. Now, make no mistake, these final eight games of the league campaign are very, very important. Um, I think that's pretty much what, what the focus has to be on, instead of having this wide wide range of focus on other two competitions and the league. So I think league's most important to get promoted, but I, I think that these girls are just, I think they're so together, I think that there's a there's a lot going on behind the scenes as far as camaraderie a lot of them know each other from you know previous uh, endeavors in football and whatnot so when you have something that's that tightly knit uh, the the focus for me still has to be on the league but I, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if they find a way to get a little bit of an upset going here for the the two cup games and two competitions they're in.
0: And I think that is probably the perfect place to end this week's podcast. Um, obviously, we had the the, the break uh, over the winter period for for the women, um, so these podcasts have not been as regular. But they will return to you know being a bit more regular uh, every time that Aston Villa women play. Um, thanks for listening, guys. If you enjoyed it, please give us you know comments on social media or you know a, a, a star rating, a like, or whatever on whatever platform that you're listening to us on. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Villa Lamp, on Instagram at Under a Gaslit Lamp, and on Facebook for slash Under a Gaslit Lamp. Um, and you can keep up to date with all the Aston Villa women news, opinion, and and even interviews at Underagaslitlamp.com. Thank you for listening so so much. We do appreciate it. Uh, and up the Villa women.